Welcome to Dudes with Beards Podcast, episode 46. I am Joe, and joining me are my co-host, Matt. Hi. And Aaron. Hi. Please visit dwbshow.com for all of our social media links. On today's show, we will be discussing dynamic glass that can tint with an electric charge, the Squad Solar City car, not to com- be confused with Solar City. I kept thinking of Solar City for some reason every time I ever read that name. Uh, researchers break into a Tesla using Bluetooth a Bluetooth vulnerability, electrify America to build a 75-megawatt solar farm in California, and the U.S. hits a record 20% of electricity from wind and solar in April. What are we drinking, fellas? We got a... PBR. You got a PBR, but you had some of this uh, next, yes. right? This is a brew dog, double Elvis, brewed in Ohio, and is a grapefruit-infused IPA, um, and it's coming in at 9%. Oh, yeah. what? And it, it is, is tasty. It is, you can't taste the 9%. Yeah, it's, it's the grapefruit just hides everything. Yeah. Oh. But it's, it has a little sweet at the beginning, and then the grapefruit comes in, gives you that nice little drying effect like grapefruit does. So, is that what you're drinking also? Yep. Yep. Open the other one. And then Joe shared this Drecker passion fruit and orange guava brains, a double oh. fruit smoothie sour, and it is freaking awesome. I wonder if that one's around the same as the other one, seven something. Does it say I don't think side? it was on the can. I had to look it up on Untapped. Wow. But yeah, yeah. So Drecker Brewing is in Fargo, North Dakota. I like how they abbreviated North Dakota on that sign. Did you see it on their logo? Huh. Nodak. Weird, weird, huh? I was like, Nodak? I was like, oh. Maybe it's like a local thing for them. Could be. Like Cincy. And then we have another one of theirs after that, right? Was that, that also a sour, you said? Yep. Uh, par, party. I don't know. Party. P-E-R-E-R-T-Y. I don't know. Party Paradise. Another one from Drecker. It's a berry fruited sour. Berry fruit sour. And we, these are, they're um, new to us. They just started getting them at Jungle Gyms down in Cincinnati. Uh, so we haven't, you said they were just, they just started distributing here, right? Yeah, not long ago at all. I just started seeing them show up on the local beer page. Little on the expensive side, but uh, I think it's good. They came new. from Nodak, so yeah. But I just bought some <laughs> some single cans. I think some most of those cans are eight or nine dollars a piece. But, uh, they're good. That's like um, at least to try once. That's anyway. Dogfish One Twenty money right there. <laughs> what, what is that? A dollar per ABV? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. What have you guys been up to in the last two weeks? Anything fun? I got to spend a bunch of money last week doing adult oh. stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, you didn't want to, but you, uh, you definitely got to, didn't right? want to spend money this way. But yeah, the water pump on my wife's 2011 Ford Explorer with 146,000 miles started to leak. Uh, glad I found it because I do not want to replace a whole motor in that car. Um, and then last Friday, the stove just went pop and uh, it died. Couldn't Couldn't bring it back. So. And you had brought it back before, right? Oh, many like times, times. Many a times in the seven years that we've owned it. Unfortunately, I've had to bring it back. But, yeah, this time it was, no, can't can't do it. Can't wait on the part. And, and you said a week to get a new one? A week, yeah. So did you get it got, today? Got to feel, we get it tomorrow morning. Tomorrow. Yeah, the delivery window is 7 to 11 or 7 to 12. I hope I'm not the first stop. Then I kind of hope I, I don't know, whatever. 
I just hope I don't get the call at like six thirty in the morning. Like, oh, yeah. we'll be there. I doubt it. Um, yeah, definitely felt the whole um, just crisis of not having anything available because we had like certain we had to have at least induction. Like that was the big thing because my wife loves induction cooking, and you you can't you can't go anywhere and just pick up an induction range. Not right now. And then this one, <laughs> if I would have had a, like the option to pick it up by Wednesday at my local Best Buy, I would have picked it up. No, it was no pickup available, and the fastest delivery was tomorrow. Yeah. And then everything else was like end of June, July, backordered. We can't tell you when you can possibly get it from like multiple places. Like I didn't just look at Best Buy. I looked everywhere for, you know, what we wanted. And I could have spent like $4,000 on an induction, but uh, uh, no, I don't need I don't need all the extra bells and whistles, but I hopefully this one will be okay for a while. I should have stayed off Googling after I bought it because I don't care. <laughs> learn, what it, learning a bunch of stuff that I may not be happy with. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't care don't what product you anymore. buy. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody has Somebody's something gonna find to something. Yeah, yeah. something. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we got to do the adult stuff and spend a bunch of money. Yeah, I just been working. I haven't really been doing anything much outside of that. You know, I finally got my new gaming monitor from Alienware and then got it all mounted and unboxed and everything and turned it on and it's got damage on the left bottom of the screen. or the right bottom of the screen. So like the six or eight inches on the very right are just the scan lines and all and then like a little part of it just completely black. It, I don't know. I think somebody had to slam it or something to do that. Who knows? But it was a Friday. Did it? Oh, did yeah. it one day? Did it come? I got it in to, a box. In a box, or did it come no, knowing it, what it was? Yeah, just knowing. What uh, it was, yeah. Maybe someone was like, "Oh, <laughs> this guy got this monitor." <laughs> maybe. Yeah, but, but there was no damage on the box. Other I mean, very. There was like a couple like little poke or crease holes in the middle, but not. I mean, I just think maybe somebody just dropped it hard enough, or something hit up against it hard enough. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean. It uh, is very thin on the edges. I'll tell you that because oh, it's just the OLED thing. Um, so you know, like you want to like you want to be careful with it, and, and you know, put it on there, mounted it, adjusted it slightly, turned it on, and, and I didn't even have my hand down in there in that bottom corner. So I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but it's been made and replaced. It's just I don't even know how long it'll take. Because you waited Wait, how long initially? Two months. Uh, a little over about five, about uh, nine weeks, nine, nine and a half weeks. Ooh. And then uh, the new one is supposed to be available uh, like, I don't know, a week and a half from now. So, and then I'll still have to ship and stuff. So hopefully I can get get a replacement in the next couple of weeks because not waiting another two and a, two and a half months. I'll just tell them to cancel it. Keep what I got. Bummer. Bummer. But Dell, Dell has really good, very good customer service and especially for something like that. I mean. I had, by the time I submitted the RMA, everything was approved and done within six hours. You know, back and forth between email and one call. Mm. So, not too bad, especially being something you just get. You know, but it has I think it's a three year warranty, including burn in. So even if it gets wow. burnt in, they'll replace it. That's that's pretty confident. Yeah, thought, warranty for an OLED. I thought burn in wasn't a thing anymore. I mean, it's. There's technology, but, I mean, if you leave the same thing on 24-7, it's going to burn in probably. Like, whenever to- every time I turn off my, C- my, L- my C1, it runs some kind of process after it's been off for a while that helps re- keep it from burning in. But hmm. I don't know. 
I forget what it's called, but there's people that talked about it when I watched a bunch of the, I remember that when I watched a bunch of the reviews earlier this year. What about you, sir? You've been up to work, T-ball, yep. work, <laughs> installed a, a automatic chicken door. Oh yeah. That thing was pretty cool. How's that working? Uh, I pretty much forget I have chickens. No issues with it. No, I mean it's just rock solid. You said it like runs off like three AA batteries. Uh, four. Four. Yeah, four AA batteries. Have you just like the first night? Did you go out and just uh, kind of check first, it? The and... first three days, I, you know, in the morning because I had it set to open at six a.m. because it gets light enough, <clears throat> and I leave the house about six fifteen ish. So I just peek around the garage and look down there, and chickens are out and. And then, like, the first three nights, I'd go down there at, like, 9, 15, and, and either it'd be closed and, or closing or already closed. And pretty much I just forgot about it now because I go down there, give them their food and water, collect some eggs. And, and it's, not, it's nice because I wish we would have done this, like, 10 years ago when we <laughs> yeah. got chickens because <laughs> it's like, oh, well, oh, crap, we can't stay too late because we got to go. Yep. You know, get, home, call get the, the chickens or call the neighbor and go, hey, can you put the chickens up? You can have the eggs. And Did, so. it, did it even exist 10 years ago or five years ago? Yeah, yeah, they, had, they had automatic doors, but I thought it would ruin the look of my chicken coop. Oh, okay. And now I don't care. <laughs> um, does it have an app or is everything just right no, on it? It's, it's just in it, and it, the, the controller is absolute garbage. Oh, okay. When I do, I didn't think it would have an app because that'd be kind of, I mean, you have it right. out in the middle of your yard. Wi-Fi you wouldn't even, and, uh, yeah, yeah, burn, run the battery down the, for sure. Yeah. Because they have, they have two other options that you can get with this. I can get an inside light for the chicken coop that runs mm-hmm. off the, the 12 volt battery mm-hmm. because the way they do it, it the way the four, uh, double ways are, it can make it 12 volt, like a 12 volt. And then, uh, you get like a solar, but you can, uh, I think they have a solar thing and then they have a heater Oh, that you can, uh, it's like a heating pad that goes underneath runs off the batteries too. that runs off the batteries. Oh, for like the water. For oh. the water, huh. for the, but. Hmm. How's the side door working? Uh, the entry awesome. or back door or wherever you put that yeah, put on bigger door. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just so nice. You slide open. It's easier to clean the coop out and everything. And oh, yeah. You showed us the difference when you made yeah, it. Yeah, it like made that. a. Made a huge difference, so but the chickens are happy. The four new baby chickens are getting really big. So. Did your extension of the fence? Yeah. It's working out well. Yep. Are they yeah. liking their new uh, shaded areas? Yes. Yeah, it. Uh, I was out there in the middle of the day, like sun right above me, and it's like ten degrees cooler, ten degrees hotter. <laughs> oh yeah, the sun. Ten too. degrees cooler. It, it made a huge difference. I was really impressed with it, except uh, I only put it by four corners the, the when I first got it because I didn't have enough stuff to mount all the, the tabs. Okay. And then we got that bad windstorm, and it ripped one of the corners off. So I got one that's flapping, but I used all the other tie points, and it's nice and tight. So I think I'm going to have to take it down during the winter. Mm-hmm. It's because that snow weight. I don't want it pulling on that, that wood and stuff. So. Makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of weird that you're not like, I did this and this and this and this and this. I haven't been able to do this and this and this and this and this. I mean, T-ball, well, we had three T-ball games last week. 
And you have been ha- you have some practices too, didn't you? No, we don't do any practices. No. Not not now. Not I mean, if 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 it was like coach pitch, t ball, it's like if you get a half an hour out of them, you know, you've done something. Those seven thirty games, those kids are they're already gone. <laughs> yeah. And their attention spans about like especially that. on a Friday. Yeah. At the end of the week. Maybe it'll be better now that um, school's out. Yeah. Yeah, it'll help. I mean, because I'll be doing who knows what during the day, and then. You know, maybe I can get them focused for the 40 minutes to an hour that they have to play. Yeah. But it's entertaining. We had a pretty good game last week, so it was fun. Or well, this past week, Monday. You guys got any plans? Are you guys all off Monday for Memorial Day? You guys got anything? No, working around the house. I got two two, uh, flower beds I'm going to do. I'm going to extend that one – retaining wall and get rid of the rest of those blocks and build a flower bed up there and maybe do some um she's wanting to basically block off the underside of the big deck oh so when you're in the pool you can't see see up underneath there so i think i'm going to do deck boards on the short side because deck boards are stupid expensive right now and then i'll do some sort of lattice work so i can get under there if i have to but just basically want to keep the dogs from going up in there and then tracking mud down onto the paver patio which they're destroyed right now because yeah i haven't cleaned them since over winter and they got algae growing and then where that mole went underneath there that whole section dipped in it's probably like a I don't know, but eight by ten section that I got pulled totally out. Put new sand in. Oh my level god! Up. Yeah, yeah, it holds water. That's why I don't want to do. That's why I don't want to do pictures. It would have been fine if that stupid mole didn't. <laughs> but then Lily ate it, so. <laughs> Good, Good job, Lily. Yeah, she left like uh, nine last year Dang. at the base of the stairs. It's like my cat. <laughs> you go you go to go downstairs you're like what is that smell oh. then you see a dead mole right there and you're like god dang it lily the bottom of the steps in the house yes oh my she gosh bring it in the dog door yeah bring it in the doggy oh. door she'll either leave it there or she'll she'll lift up her uh bed and put them put them underneath her bed so she can chew on them later <laughs> Yeah, you'll 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 open oh. up you'll open up the laundry door, and you're like, oh god, what is that smell? It's a carcass. Yeah, it, it's a dead mole, and moles, even if they're not dead, they stink. <laughs> First up from interestingengineering.com, there's a new dynamic glass that can tint with an electrical charge, and it's coming to your home. So they're showing here. The, uh, this is like one of the first installations of it. Um, I think this is just for effect on the, the left side, but the door to the right, you can see uh, they got the tinted glass all the way around it. One thing I didn't see in this article, I mean, it requires electricity, of course, but it's like how much is I wonder if it's low voltage. I guarantee it's a 12-volt source That's somewhere. That's what I was hoping. That way you can uh, – Because like I've you seen – probably Maybe they can even pull it off the doorbell or something. I've seen, I've seen cars – like how that a uh, couple of the new EVs. Oh yeah, that they, they have, have that. They yeah. have that solar shade at the top that that can do basically this. So I, <laughs> it has to be like the twelve volts because you couldn't run one twenty into no. the. I mean, there's just 
It has to be low voltage. And so, I'm assuming it doesn't take a ton of, I mean, it's probably just something that, I mean, very slight that triggers it, but I don't know for sure. Well, that's one I mean, thing. They didn't say, like, what kind of voltage it required or anything. Yeah, that's the only thing I didn't see in here, but. They did it, talk about, like, smart wiring for, like, new homes, but they didn't say anything about, like, heck, maybe it even uses, like, a Cat5, like, PoE mm-hmm, type. Yeah. I mean, that's what. Oh, well, yeah. that's 40. That could be up to 48 or, or something. Yeah, so, I don't know. Like, that would be. I could see that. Yeah. Or using that cable anyway. Yeah. Um, but what, yeah. what were you going to say? Are you, I thought you were saying something about uh, the voltage or something. Well, it has to be a 12 volt right. or something That's in that range thinking. because it's just, you can't, yeah. you can't like leave open yeah. wiring and, and you'd have to have this box on the side of your window where you could take it off. To, right service it because you can't hide low voltage it yeah. has to be accessible or yeah, i just wonder hide, like or, what it looks like mm-hmm. like is there some kind of pad they can just stick to the back of it right or in the corner that applies the charge on and off and then like when like in the picture of that door i mean you have well, if you go down a little bit more you have it shows you from the eight, inside. eight different panels like does each one of these require some kind of connection because they're separated to initiate the on and off that's like right. You know, and can you see it? Is it visible? Like, that's one of the kind of stuff. Yeah, but if you go down a little bit further, it showed you the the inside view of that. I don't think think it showed. Yeah, right there, the untended. Yeah, you just can't see, like, if there's any kind of, like, connections or anything. But what what I really loved about this article, and that's one of the reasons I posted it, is they're claiming a 20% in energy savings. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. So here's my story. My house sits east-west, right? Yeah. My back addition has all those windows. Yeah. In the summer. I wonder how much it would help. No, in the summer, I close all those drapes. Oh. Because if you don't, it gets like 85 degrees in there. And HVAC will not. But. Maybe you should ask your buddies what it would cost to tint your windows in your house in the back. Oh, yeah. I could do that, too. That would be awesome. Um, But. Real light. But but you can, if you close that. If you close okay. those drapes, it's fine. Yeah, I just wonder if it con- – and, and another thing I, I didn't see in here either was does it require a constant uh, charge Probably. to stay in one state or the other, or is it something that's just triggered like an off-and-on switch? Well, it's probably like it's probably like your old neon, you know, too. Yeah. When it's That's what I was wondering. It's like, okay, so how much is it drawing? And, like, it that's what I – Because if it was just a state change thing – where you you know how they can line up like the the nano graphite and then they can have it they can mm, apply a right. charge but it, and it'll change state but then it doesn't have to keep getting well, charged. Well, on those on those panels and those EVs, yeah, they had they had a percentage. Oh, okay. So it would it would either let more or less through depending on the charge. Depending applied. on the charge applied, yeah, so it's probably sense. a continuous charge. That makes but sense. think about it: if you have a east west and about <clears throat> by you know, noon, everything's above. So at 7 a.m. it kicks on, and then by noon it kicks off. I mean, you're probably not using that much electricity, especially right. at, at 12 volt. I mean. I mean, yeah, it can't be much at all. Right. Because the. Yeah, this didn't really get into that, and at right. least, least not in the article, this article that I saw. So Yeah, and I, and I kind of searched a little bit for that, and I really didn't find much more information other than what this already talked about it seems like 
like we've like something familiar we've talked and mentioned before in like a previous episode, but maybe it was like something that was no, super that super was, early. That was the solar. That was the solar in the in the window. Okay. It's the clear clear solar in not, the windows. Not the ability to right. Not the ability to, to turn on it. and off. Okay, that makes sense. So I this. What if this is different than the privacy stuff? Well, I mean, that's always on, though, isn't it? The pri- that's not the, something you can turn on and off. No, there's, no, there's privacy like, I've seen, oh, like those, in the built into the glass. It's like you mean? It's, it goes frosted. It doesn't. Those toilets in the middle of downtown. Uh, where was that at? Like in like, between them or something? N- no, it was like these privacy toilets in the middle of some downtown city. I can't remember what it was, but. You walk into it, and as soon as you hit the lock button, it turns it frosted it over. It frosts the whole, and they're all glass, so you can see inside. So that's got to be something built until into somebody the, goes the glass in. Then, right? Yeah, but I just wonder how they're doing this different. If it's tint for energy efficiency, as opposed yeah. to just frosting over for yeah. privacy, right? Yeah. yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, I'm sure we can find it if we really, really look. But, and, but what also inter- interested me in there is it. It said. It was equal to a higher end glass. Yeah, like oh, cost wise. Like cost wise, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if it if it's going to cost like like I, a Pella, I, or like a, I really need to replace my windows in my house. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if you guys ever priced windows like, like a long time ago. Well, good yeah. windows. Yeah, good windows. Not not, not, not the vinyl. Right. Crap. And. And I shouldn't say. I mean, vi- some, vi- some there are, are yeah. some good windows that are vinyl, vinyl but like but normal windows that are in like my my house, mine suck. My that, windows suck now. Oh yeah, really? They're horrible. Why? They're just they're they're builder grade. They're builder grade. Uh, you know, they look cool though. They got that little. They've got green they've got like an e tin e tin on them, and then they are supposed to be you know energy efficient. But like the seal, like in between the when you shut the two halves, uh-huh. it's just like a brush type material. Yeah. It's not like any kind of rubber seal oh. or anything like. They're junk. They're junk. Mm. You ever seen like a Pella? No. Or what's the other big one? Anderson. Anderson, like, dude, if you ever get it, like go to Lowe's or something, they've got they usually have some. I don't know if they have those, but you can like. Look at the quality and the materials of stuff hmm. like that. That's why I mean that window compared to like mine, you're talking about eighty percent more efficient probably. So I and have, then you got something like this on top of it, or I have uh, the the light blocking shades in all the bedrooms. Yeah. So during the winter, if I don't open those during the day, it it traps moisture in between that uh, light blocking yeah. and that. Yeah. And that's how inefficient my windows yeah. are. But that. That uh, like a storm window or something? No, the, Are yours, the inside uh, double, of the shade. Pane? No, they're just wood builder grade wood wood windows. But yeah. in the mel was it melamine or no? What's oh the, like the, the sil- balloons the, made the, out the of? Cellophane? No, what's uh, the mylar? Mylar, uh, like the like the mylar in to, between to reflect. Those. Yeah. So there's there's some blocking. And well, then it, so they, it, create, they, it traps moisture. Yeah. I mean, because it's blocking all the cold air from coming in, too. Yeah, that makes sense. But Does it freeze over? Yeah. If I raise up the shade, it'll be totally frosted. They're horrible. <laughs> but you also got to think, I have no insulation. It's all brick block. Yeah, that's true. Because that's what they use back in the So it may not be just the windows. Yeah. But it says this, this dynamic glass will offer a climate impact uh, at scale. It says controlling the rate of heat, energy flowing in and out of buildings, equipped with becoming an integral part of... Sustainable measures taken by private industries to make offices more efficient. 
by controlling the flow of heat through windows. Crucially, this next-gen dynamic glass is nearly affordable for average consumers. So maybe it is like a, they're making an actual whole glass panel. I didn't – I thought this was like a coating or something, but that makes sense because then they could integrate the wiring and stuff inside, it, inside yeah. the casing. Um, our glass is available to consumers today at prices equivalent to widely available premium glass, such as frosted or patterned glass, said Angelo to um, Interesting Engineering. We are entering the market with glass for front entry, for front entryway door, side light, and transform windows, and will scale manufacturing over the next twelve months. Pretty cool. Um, so they they actually department the. It says the U.S. Department of Energy and the National Renewable Energy Laboratory have partnered with Glass Dynamics to develop the advanced glass technologies that tense when an electric charge is applied. Yeah, so now this this is the same tech that, I mean, I'm sure that they said, hey, we're going to take this commercially so we can make money on it at some point. So that would make sense. Um, yeah, and it says this uh, increased availability comes at a nap time. Uh, for the Department of Energy, since existing dynamic glass companies have thus far prioritized commercial building markets, uh, and those sales and high costs have limited market adoption. Um, so affordable dynamic glass represents an enormous opportunity um, and disadvantaged community across access to energy-efficient technologies, thus accelerating clean energy transition. I mean, but like, I don't see most places using this, especially like, I mean, my house wouldn't use something like this if it doesn't have... You know, I, I just you're gonna have to. It's gonna be higher end homes. I'm, I'm suspecting. Or so. yeah, or or just custom built. You're not gonna get it with your. Or or if you're getting replacement windows, right. maybe you can get an option to uh, um, a tax credit to make them closer to the cost of a cheaper window. Yeah, I don't know. Because um, they talk about that. You know, this aligns with current policies in the Biden administration to accelerate novel technologies capable of confronting increased energy needs, um, especially amid you know the supply chain issues. Um, and this first residential installation showcases how consumers can gain access and familiarity with the glass technology as it as it further develops and scales the products and the adoption. So here's kind of like a closer up of the door, and then you can see the tinted and untinted on the on the right side there. How cool it would would it be to if this keeps growing and growing, and then it's actually yeah a I mean, standard item in yeah. cars? That would be cool. Because, you know, I mean, well. Yeah, we've seen some of the examples of, but, what was that that did that? Uh, what was the, it the Porsche? Maybe. Yeah. Forrest did it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What? Uh, he was in something and he was doing a dial and it was getting lighter or darker. like one of the McLarens did it. Maybe. Could have been both of them. Because one, one, I think, had like a pattern in the sunroof. Oh, yeah. Did you like could like change yeah. what it looked like. And then one was just a, the sunroof with different levels. But it would be cool, like, you know, if you could do your tent to different levels depending on how bright it is out that day. And then, you know, cop pulls you up for your tent and you turn to clear and you'd be like, what, what tent? tent? Wrong car. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it was like, that's just something else to go wrong in a car. But Yeah. Um, so there was a report that said – um, from came out from the NREL and, and Berkeley Lab that shows that dynamic windows in residential neighborhoods could eliminate 78 million metric tons of CO2 emission per year by 2030. Doesn't seem like how many homes though, but it says that's equivalent to 9,993,000 homes 
um, more than $19 billion in savings on utility bills. Then um, it says, hmm. critically, uh, residential home dynamic window systems could constitute a value proposition that's one-third the cost of solar with no subsidies. Our, so they're saying this could be just as good as getting solar panels. As, I think, with the energy uh, savings. Yeah. Hmm. But you wouldn't have that potential energy at night if you were storing it. So, I mean, you still may want both. I mean, uh, this is our vision is that dynamic glass will be broadly adopted as part of a lower cost and lower risk solution to achieve significant residential home energy efficiencies, either as a complement or alternative to rooftop solar. So, man, that's a pretty bold claim. But I mean, if they pair up with like Anderson and Pella and uh, all the door, like they get a few of the big door manufacturers to start integrating that glass into their their doors, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming they had had somebody make that door to put their glass in it. I mean, yeah. um, I could see it being adopted, especially for like a higher end, more energy conscious builders. Yeah, it would. It, it would be cool. I mean, and this is all just keeps keeps tying into that smart home of the future. Yeah, you know all the stuff that we've covered with the the panels and and other stuff. And I mean, this is just one other thing. It's like, hey. <laughs> You know, turn uh, the back windows to eighty percent darkness yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and it says the uh, rooftop, the residential rooftop solar market penetration in the U.S. is less than one percent, and subsidiary dependent. Uh, the energy efficiency window market growth precedents, or yeah, from zero to over ninety percent market share combined with our target price point. Federal legislation such as the Dynamic Glass Act of 2021 and smart home wiring trends give us significant optimism about dynamic glass adoption and climate impact. So maybe that's where, like, you know, if they can just do, like, a Cat 5 or something, mm-hmm. you know, then it doesn't require any special wiring. Yeah, I mean, and that that some houses do suck to do that, but if yeah. you already have the window out, it's easier to pop <laughs> no it up. No different than running, like, a doorbell wire right. or something or – or an outside camera wire. Mm-hmm. It says so far that they have passed field tests for more than 100,000 cycles under ASTM environmental durability conditions. So I'm assuming that they're like testing in different temperatures and humidities and, and things like that. Um, yeah, it'd be cool when we start seeing this show up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's the, the, the Homorama thing around here every year where like they have like a, they have like higher end home builders that build like the first 10 houses in a neighborhood and then, yeah, you know they usually sell them, but then the people will let people. They do like a showcase and charge tickets, and you always see cool stuff like that in those. But mm-hmm. you're talking about a million and up. You went to that last year, didn't you? We went to the one or two years ago. It was the there, I guess there was a Dayton one, and then I don't. And then there's the Cincinnati one. So the mm-hmm. Dayton one was for that that that, that village out there off seven forty uh, seven, seven forty one, seven forty one. Yeah, it's cool, but they're expensive. And they, I wasn't like overly impressed with the build quality from supposedly being like a higher end build. Mm. A lot of the same issues I see in this house, you know, and it was a big box builder. So like drywall pops and baseboards not lining up and, you know, the stuff not working like it should, <laughs> that normal people probably don't under uh, uh, even pay attention to. Nope. <laughs> they sure don't. Well, once you build a house and if you do any kind of inspection, you Start so I'm wondering stuff. if that 100,000 cycles they talked about in environmental durability like conditions, is it also, if the current, the way the current gets to the glass is in the structure of the door or whatever, yeah. is it opening and shutting the door like, yeah. you know, 
And how does because it that wire has to get to the door so they're mm-hmm. unless they do know. some kind of like contactless at when you oh, shut yeah. it, like it in the, closes yeah. in the hinges or something yeah. like they do. I mean, think about all the all the doors that have uh, in commercial buildings that have electronic locks built into them. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you see it in the hospital. You know, I mean. Yeah, but that's ran through like an R. It's just a conduit, like through flex. Why, whatever that wire yeah, is um, called. Uh, so in the city building, Romex. it's actually in through the the hinge is oh, built okay. a certain way, so it can have the wiring in to automatically pull in those. Mm-hmm. Push bars and stuff. Hmm. So, from interestingengineering.com, a Dutch firm's Solar City car, that's the name of the car, um, could bring SEVs to new mainstream status. So, solar electric vehicles is what SEV means. I mean, I think they're cute looking. They're, they're really cool. I mean, yeah, I seen, uh, uh, there was some stuff in here, but then I went out to that, their actual website. Yeah. There was a bunch of cool stuff yeah. on there as and well. And the videos are pretty cool. What I liked about it is the the four hot swappable batteries. Yeah, the batteries are hot swappable. You could take the doors off. Mm-hmm. Um the uh you could fit three of them in a like so three of them faced in and out in a normal car car spot. I wonder if you still have room to get the doors open at that point, but because you can see like there's three of them, but there's a line. They're like not all in the same one. I mean, yeah. it looks like it'd be tight. It, but but it's a cool. It's a very even if you cool, could do two in one, it's still yeah. Crazy. It's a very cool concept, and and you know, watching the videos, you could you know tell that they're overseas, but yeah, like this is put like for downtown, and stuff right? Like that. Yeah, because I was especially thinking, in the winter, those scooters. You know, nobody wants to ride like, this thing in the when winter. When I saw this, I was like, man. That will put those scooters pretty much out of bit, out so. of business. At least in the, uh, the harsher weather. Right. Um, so it says Netherlands-based Squad Mobility has officially launched the Squad Solar City car. After three years of development, it's a solar vehicle that can provide strong competition for the e-scooter as a highly accessible urban mobility vehicle. The car is a two-seater solar electric vehicle and it, with a footprint of only 2.4 meters squared meaning three squad cars can fit into one traditional parking spot. Uh, in a number of EU countries, it can be driven without a driver's license, which I thought was pretty crazy. Because mm. is that like a speed thing, I wonder, and size right. thing? Um, safety was a high priority in the design. Uh, squad Mobility CEO Robert Hoover's, Hoover's told uh, interest, inter, Interesting Engineering uh, in an interview, uh, we have put a lot of emphasis on the safety we actually did a lot more engineering on safety than legally required in this class. Mm. We have implemented a full front and rear crash structure and roll cage. And I, and I think the tires act as the bumper because they yeah. come out. Yeah. That's what farther. I was going to mention if, cool. if no, I mentioned it because they were like, that's more forgiving than, than body panels. So, and, and if you ever, if you've ever been at a something where that has parking blocks yeah, and can, somebody pulls in, you hear, yeah. you're like, Oh, you just, <laughs> Destroyed the under part of your bumper. <laughs> um, so the, I think the coolest thing about this, I think, uh, is the solar charging. So they're saying that the another benefit, which I think it's probably the primary one in my in my opinion, mm-hmm. at least right now, is the fact that it can recharge almost anywhere. Uh, left on a sunny parking lot spot for long enough, it will recharge solely using solar panels on its roof, charging up to twelve point four miles a day, twenty kilometers. Uh, depending on weather conditions. And I think it said the capacity was like 60 kilometers on one charge. Yeah. Um, so around 40, almost 50 miles. Um, it's an 
ideal early implementation of, of a solar electric vehicle um, as the lightweight vehicle is designed for short rides and doesn't require a huge amount of electricity. Yeah, um, I mean, very cool idea. The 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 videos on them, I mean, it, it it would be cool just like if you were in a campsite Yeah, and oh, that, that's yeah. what you traveled around in because it's it's cheaper than some of these golf carts out there. Yeah. But it is it like also, six six thousand something. I think. Yeah, it it was it was like fifty nine hundred US yeah, dollars. I think it's in this in here. But uh, but the bad thing is they're only two seaters. Right. I'm sure they'll adapt and have bigger ones in the future. How much is like a brand new electric golf cart? Oh, seven eight thousand dollars. So about the same. But you you know it's not really fully enclosed and not as cool as this. Yeah, and it doesn't have. And it's not going to go it that far. It doesn't have turn signals, and it doesn't. <laughs> and you got to charge it, and you got to replace your batteries every yeah. so often. I mean, so. So it said they're going to have an app uh, to be able to do car, you know, like sharing, you know, that you'll use that. You know, if you ever use one of those scooters or any other thing like that, it's kind of how they work as well. Um, you can see here it's parked in between these. Uh, Some cool wheels. Yeah. Um, so uh, it talks about uh, they were co-founded by Hoover's and Chris Clock, both of them whom used to work for a Dutch solar vehicle firm, Lightyear. You guys remember Lightyear? They were the ones that had the solar panels on the whole top of the car, mm-hmm. um, which has developed the Lightyear 1, um, and I think they're still working on it. Um, it will be capable of driving for months without charging. Uh, Hoover's and Clock have combined a combined 40 years of experience in scooters, motorcycles, flying car technologies, and Formula E. Mm. Um, in a statement, they explained that the squad was designed to make solar-powered mobility accessible for everyone. Uh, it will be available in 2023 from $65 to $6,522 and is now available for pre-order. They must have changed something because if you go to their website right now... Is it different? It's it's like 5500 well, euros. Yeah, so it says um, two kilowatt hour uh, runs on two two kilowatt hour rear wheel motors, powered by four easily swappable one point six kilowatt hour lithium ion battery packs that are charged at stations, meaning it doesn't only run on the solar. Uh, it's lightweight, um, has a range of sixty two miles. So I said that's that's crazy, 50, and then can reach a top speed of twenty eight miles per hour. <laughs> So the speed comes into play, like you were saying, like not even around a campground or something. Because yeah. well, I, I don't mean, even around the city, though, you're gonna have a hard time uh, driving that without. I don't know. There's really some upset. there's some golf carts out there that run 40, 45 mile an hour. Oh yeah, with the right <laughs> upgrades for sure and the right batteries. Do you have the computer audio off? Uh, no, I do now. But I guarantee you, as soon as these come out, people are gonna start modding them because that's what oh, yeah. people do. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, when I was watching this earlier, she like it said you don't even need a driving license and threw the keys to the <laughs> daughter getting ready to go to a baseball or a softball game. Beep, beep. Like, yeah, I just I, I just don't yeah, see but that max lady. speed of like twenty eight miles an hour. You ain't gonna be driving on many streets. Yeah, without I making like, somebody I like her Starbucks co- coffee cup <laughs> that was sitting down in there. Yeah, I think like inner city stuff. It's it's perfect. Yeah. Especially if you're only going like, you know, ten blocks or something. And it looks like it has pretty good storage in there too. Yeah. I like how you can uh, pop the doors off. It probably doesn't have air conditioning. I like how they they actually because of the tires being forward, they showed her hitting the curve. <laughs> yeah. Her too, which was like <laughs> really you gotta yeah. go do that. 
Yeah, it's so cute. 100-kilometer range, 60, it's so 60 cute. miles. Yeah, I think it is. And then uh, there's they have a really good site, um, a, lot of, a lot of cool information. Yeah, if you scroll down just a little bit, it, it tells um, maybe it was under the shop because they got some pre-order stuff right there if you go oh, to the shop. Yeah, you see the price. What were there options? Yeah, yeah, there maybe was different. There was maybe different that was options. the f- the price like fully loaded. I thought the fully loaded one was only like fifty eight hundred. <clears throat> Wait, it has a. That's an air vent. Yeah. So does it have AC or yeah. heat? Uh, well, I think it had heat, but not AC. Yeah, oh, okay. Maybe huh. I'm wrong. Uh, and you start using that heat though in the wintertime, your range is going to be. That's what is range. impressive. Look at that. Oh yeah, wow. It's pretty, pretty yeah. Let's see. I thought it, I didn't. So don't, it had heat, but not. Well, that one picture has a little Air heat. condition is offered as an option. Oh. But the removable doors are a nice energy saver, so. Yeah, hit, hit shop real quick. Because there was uh, some pre-order options. Something. Oh, yeah, here's the. Yeah, this guy came. He worked at GM. Um, or former GM, I'm sorry, A1GP. Netherlands, the initiators of the FIA Formula E. Wow. Uh, light, he was at, yeah, they both were at light year. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, would you say, uh, shop? Hold on, go up, go up for a second. Oh, so the L7 will do four people. So heating and standard air is optional. Oh, Okay. Yeah, see the two person L six or L seven. Maybe that was the difference in price. Oh. So you can pre order it. Maybe that's just to get it ordered, and then the rest of the price is after completion. Pioneer, regular, and signature. So the signatures five grand. It's got to be. That's probably. I'm sure that's the more expensive one. It doesn't even. See. Oh, right there. Price estimation ninety three hundred. Euros. Euros. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at about six hundred dollars for US. So that's with four batteries instead of two. Because mm-hmm. it and it holds four people, right? Uh, First yeah, one hundred. Yeah, the L seven holds four people. Oh. This can be changed to a set. Okay. It's for the L six. I gotcha. That's pretty cool. I'd like to see one in person. It's like it's only available in blue though. Uh yeah it is isn't it? I'm just get it wrapped. <laughs> Tent the windows. Did, did you watch Peter's video? He got sold his Raptor. He's like, because it was red. He wanted a black truck. He's only had it like since November. They're like, just get it wrapped. He's like, that's the whole thing. I don't want to have to. Like, it was pretty funny. Wow. From interestingengineering.com, thirty three articles from them today ahead of me. Um, a public EV charging network will build a seventy. Five megawatt solar farm in California. So this is uh, the Virginia-based Electrify America, um, an American and open electric vehicle charging network, announced a 15-year virtual power purchase agreement, VPPA. As part of the agreement, the developer Terragen will build a will build a 75 megawatts capacity uh, peak capacity solar farm in San Bernardino County, California. A press release said, um, "Here's like a." rendering i guess or whatever and then they have some uh um this was kind of it wasn't like a i mean this is not real yet but it's just like a rendering or whatever 
probably just a PR announcement video, but it says, as the U.S. enters a, a new phase of transportation where cars are powered by electricity rather than fossil fuels, there is a need for extensive charging infrastructure. We talked about this a lot. While EV makers are invested in building these charging points, there is room for many, many more in this space. However, having electric cars will not solve the problem of climate change. We also need to ensure the electricity used in these cars is generated in a carbon-free manner. This is where Electrify America aims to make a difference. That's a huge solar farm. Yeah. yeah. At least it looks like it's going to be and, huge. And they were talking about being net zero. Yeah. Like which means no every time net, net every time carbon. you charge from Electrify America, it's net, it's net zero because it's all renewable. But um, here's here's my main concern about this, and we've talked about this before. They're putting this out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Okay. What does solar do? Gets hot. It gets hot. So they are increasing. How big of a square mile? Oh, the reflection. Because of the reflection. But take it one step further, when we covered where they were doing the solar farm on the water. Reduced it. It, re- heated, heated it up, or reduced the temperature, didn't it? It reduced the temperature of the water, but it also made it so the panels were more energy efficient mm. because they Stayed weren't cooler. getting it so they hot. They ran cooler. And then it also had economical or so you think that offsets environmental offsets of being in the desert and making it hotter or whatever i mean it's going to do something well that's only i mean they have to have uh, some kind of way to say that they're net zero right so right but i mean i'm just looking at the long-term effects of it you know they're talking about climate change and here they are doing climate change because (laughs) i mean it's it's a study i mean there's there's cities that paint their some some of their rooftops white or something because out where i live especially in like uh, like it, Arizona, and it's it's a heck of a lot cooler than it is in a city with yeah. a lot of buildings and yeah. and holding that heat in, and you know the, you got the, all these solar panels. You know it's a great idea, but they they got to do something else with it too. Yeah, there's many other things to consider too. Um, so Solar City was founded, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Electrify America was founded in 2018, and is expanding its charging network and is currently available uh, at 730 locations across the U.S. Using DC chargers, the company offers charging speeds of up to 350 kilowatt hours, which means you could be back on the road again as little as 30 minutes. They also have invested in AC charging, which usually takes much longer, but is much more feasible to deploy in residential locations and office spaces. Um, owners of EVs might be using AC chargers at home, but it is not necessarily that the power supply to their homes, but is not necessarily that the power supply to their homes comes from carbon-free sources. By backing its charging infrastructure with 100% renewable, Electrify America is making sure that the energy delivered through its network is carbon neutral, and EV owners can take pride in their shiny new cars. Is that, that their shiny new cars is actually making a positive impact on the environment? So, how are they going to do this? It says um, this. So, they're going to build this solar farm, which uh, they, I mean, of course, their charges are all over the country, right? So, one solar farm is not going to be able to provide power to the to all of us. It's just not feasible. It says the company estimates that the solar farm will produce 225,000 megawatt hours annually, which is more than the energy that the Electrify America's extensive network will consume in a year. Uh, the The farm is expected to be operational by summer of 2023, right? But I think they have uh, they can they said they can expand it. I thought in here somewhere, um, but they have uh, put in place systems to ensure renewable uh, that renewables also back the energy supplied now by purchasing renewable energy certificates uh, starting from April of 2022. So until this is done for the next year, 
they're going to buy their certificates to still be, um, you know, provide, which those, I mean, there's, they, they could still be getting energy from a coal or natural gas or something power plant, but because they're buying the certificates, that money is then taken and it's invested directly back into uh, electrifying the grid and stuff like that. So that's how that works. Um, yeah, it's a way to claim credit for generating uh, renewable energy and the positive environmental impact thereof. Um, so they're created in units of one megawatt hour. It's tradable on the open market and corporations interested in using renewable energies can purchase them to back their energy consumption. Um, so Electrify America claimed in the press release that it will purchase a purchase bundled RECs for this purpose, which not only offset the energy consumed, but also help in financing new renewable energy projects. Uh, they also retained an option to expand the solar farm to include a battery-based energy storage system that can store power generated during peak times and deliver it when there is greater demand on the grid. Pretty cool. So it, yeah. so it's said that it's going to produce the 225,000 megawatts a year. A year. Yep. Which is more than what the current yep. electrified grid uses. Yep. So I so wonder by how they, much more. So are they – you would Somehow think they're building some. You would think they would build some cushion in there for expansion, so they didn't have to. But they may just. But then they could just build another one of these, I guess. But how? How many? How much of this Electrify America grid is this going to support, or is this? Yeah, they didn't say. Like. Yeah, just I mean, they said seven hundred thirty locations. I mean, it all depends on how much people are charged now. It's, it, yeah. but it's all just an offset. Yeah, it's just an they're offset. They're producing until, this here, yeah. but they're offsetting it. And for then, all and, the and other that way, stuff. that money gets invested in renewing, you know, continuing to the the greenification of the grid. I guess, but yeah, it's kind of like yeah. But they're talking about they want to have this operational right next summer twenty twenty three. But in our last podcast, we just talked about that company that's pretty much put a big halt. Yeah. To all the large projects. So either this because of the import of solar panels, the tariff, yeah, the solar yeah. panel tariff. So, so either this isn't impacted <laughs> by that for whatever reason, and they've already secured the panels, you know, or uh, yeah, I don't, or they maybe yeah. they're buying ones that are made in the U.S. Oh yeah, yeah. and they're just paying more for them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot, seems that, like a lot of solar recently. That's a big investment. Yes. Uh, yeah. It'd be cool to see it when it's done. The last up today is from Electric.co. The U.S. hits a record 20% of electricity from wind and solar in April. So this was reported back on May 10th. Uh, and it says they re, uh, achieved this new record in April of 2022. For the first time, we were able to generate 20% of our electricity from wind and solar, according to new data released today from the global think tank Ember. Uh, this record is being predominantly driven by a wind boom in the Great Plains in the Midwest. That's kind of funny, but I guess that makes sense. Across states such as Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, and the Dakotas. Um, they reported on April 28th that in March, the U.S. generated 18%, so not too far off from the last uh, record, I guess, of its electricity from wind and solar, which was 59 terawatt hours for the first time. God. That beat the previous record in March of 2021 by 50, or which was 53 terawatt hours. Uh, here, here's the graph of the continual increase. It says uh, U.S. wind and solar adoption is escalating. In 2015, we generated 5.7 percent, uh, and then by 2021, it had more than doubled to reach 13 percent, and now we're hitting in the 20s, which is super super cool. Uh, according to Deloitte's U.S.'s 2022 Renewable Energy Industry Outlook, wind and solar capacity additions of 13.8 gigawatts in the first eight months of 2021 were up 28 percent from the same period in 2020. Crazy. 
um, global wind and solar growth. Um, it is the fastest growing form of electricity worldwide for the 17th year in a row. Wow. Um, globally, the wind and solar energy have doubled since 2015 to deliver around 10% of global electricity in 2021. Uh, for That's globally, almost 20% here in the U.S. Um, the International Energy Agency stated that in order to reach the Paris Agreement net zero by the 2050 target, wind and solar needs to reach 20% by 2025, which we're at 10% uh, globally, and then 70% by 2050. Wow. That's a lot. Um, many European countries have already produced more than 25% of electricity from wind and solar in 2021, including Germany, Spain, and the UK. This is helping to rapidly reduce their reliances on imported fossil fuels from Russia. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, we just need to continue it going up and up and up. And now we're starting to see the, uh, the battery storage part of it come in so that, um, we can harness more than it's being used at any given time and then help feed it back. So whenever we can get to that, uh, aha moment of either a breakthrough on making the solar panels or making the better wind generators, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's like computers, you know. Computers started as crap, and then they got better, yeah, and then they got Moore's better. Law. And now it's just like, months. it's just like, Jesus, you know, you can't keep up with the technology. No. <laughs> and that's kind of what we're in the infancy of. And we've watched it over the last few years for solar and batteries yeah. and, and, and renewable energies. And, you know, when's, when's going to be that big, huge breakthrough? Because there's so much new tech coming out that it's like, you know, oh, well, we can have a solar panel that's the biggest your hand that produces 230, <laughs> you know, kilowatts or something. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's coming. So it, is it not that we're not adapting as quick as other countries? Or is it just because, like, the number is higher in other countries just because of the sheer size of said other countries? You know, well, we're, we're so big. I think it's know, incentives. It's and- incentives. From other countries, yes. it's incentives, and I'll show you. I was, I, I was gonna, I watched this last night. That's so funny. You brought that up, Matt. It says how Norway killed the petrol car. They so right now, like this first quarter of 2022, 86 uh, percent of all vehicles, all new vehicles sold are um, electric, and then another 10 percent are hybrid. So they're at like 97, 98 uh, percent electric or hybrid. And only like a few percentage of, of petrol cars that are still sold because of incentives. And they also said that all uh, petrol cars had to be petrol cars had to be phased out by um, I think twenty thirty. Like you're not even they won't be allowed to sell them anymore. And that's like construction equipment and everything. I feel like I want to move to Norway. But yeah, it's, it's a cold. it's a cool it's a cool. Uh, I mean, I'll show you guys, but it gets cold here. Does not get cold here. Yeah, I mean, hopefully with the new battery technologies, the new the new advances in solar cells, if we can get them made, you know, due to the supply chain issues. Or hydrogen. Hydrogen, like nuclear. I mean, even that is better than some of the stuff that we've been using. Fission or fusion? Fusion. fusion. <laughs> it's, it's both, right? Is it, isn't there a fission I and think fusion? So. Yeah. I don't know. But, but that, that that's like if I if I, if I that. ever build another house. It's going to have solar. Yeah. It's going to have solar power walls or whatever the equivalent to that is if there's something better at the time. Just just for that fact, you know, that way you don't have to use grid energy as much. And, you know, if I get electric vehicles and I can charge directly and that makes them free, 
basically. Geothermal. Geothermal. All nine yards. Yeah. Backup well. Going off the grid, fellas. They're coming for me. <laughs> All righty. Thank you for watching episode 46. Um, we, uh, I don't know, we good for two weeks? Or when do you go on vacation? Uh, I leave the 17th. That's So that's when so, I'm on vacation, too. So we're okay for, what is two weeks? Yeah. Uh, two weeks puts us at the 10th. So we're good, and then we, we might have a, a month hiatus since you're on, you're on vacation, I'm on vacation. You got vacation in June? Yep. When is yours? I think leave like on the 23rd or 24th. Okay. So we'll probably take the rest of June off maybe, but we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, we'll see you in two weeks regardless. Yeah, um, two. Thank you for joining. Uh, if you're in the U.S., please uh, have a happy Memorial Day. Um, remember those that gave all, um, and we will see you in two weeks.